Yo, 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 Melanated family. How's everybody doing, man? This is your brother Harrison. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Melanated Convo Podcast. I'm happy to be back, family. Your brother been under the weather the past few weeks, man. I, I'm shit. <laughs> I'm over forty now, and I got this, this like this nerve damage that be irritating me in my back, y'all. So for like weeks at a time, I can't move. I can't walk as much. You know what I mean? So I'm trying my best to do the do the exercises they tell me you know i'm not big on medication even though i've taken medication before but for injuries like this i would i'd rather work out or stretch or do what i can you feel me so i've been having like horrendous back trouble really the past four or five well actually longer than i would say about a year like on and off for about a year i've been having these back issues where I can't move. I can't walk. It's debilitating. You feel me? But your brother's back. So let's get into it, family. I'm happy to be back. Brand new episode of the Melanated Convo Podcast. First thing I want to talk about, right? Let's let's get right to it. R.I.P. to the young brother PMB Rock, right? Rapper, singer out of Philadelphia. This young brother is at Roscoe's. I can't remember the exact address of the Roscoe's he was at, but this is one of the most dangerous spots in the LA area, right? So I've I've seen a lot of conversations around what he could have done differently. Like how 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 he approached it, the girl he was with sent like an Instagram post where she's sharing a location. Check it out, fam. It's it's two different ways that I look at situations like this, right? So of course, talking to people in the black community it's important that we understand like the boundaries of where you can go or where you can't go. Now, do I agree with this? No. I think if you got on a hundred thousand dollars worth of jury, you should be able to go anywhere you want to. Like this is um, the reality in my mind. Like you should be able to go wherever you want. If this young man worked hella hard to obtain these things, that shit is his. He shouldn't have to worry about nobody taking it from him. Right. That's that's true to me. Right. But it's it's a fucked up game, man. Being black in America, it's it it comes with a lot, family. So, yeah, you should be able to wear your jewelry, your nice car, wherever you want to. But that's not the reality of life in America, especially when you're black. This is specifically some black American shit like we, we got to keep it real. When I seen this news story, I'm like, God damn, another one. You see what I'm saying? So it's no way this young brother should be in Roscoe's just eating with his girl, eating with his family. Somebody robbed him for his jury. He ended up dead. This is this shouldn't happen this way, family. But we got to realize, like I said, two things. If you're black in America, you got to realize how the impoverished individuals in our community see things. Right. Because this is a young brother who been robbed before in L.A. He was on a DJ academic show where he spoke about being robbed in L.A. before. You see what I'm saying? Like, you, you have to know the terrain, and this is unfortunate to me. You shouldn't have to worry about your jury getting robbed. You shouldn't have to worry about who creeping up to do some shit to you. But this is the reality of being black in America. So you go to one of the most hood-infested uh, 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 Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles in L.A., shit like this is bound to happen. You see what I'm saying? And then, so look, of course, this young brother, knowing 
the logistics of black life in America. He shouldn't have had on all that jury going into the Roscoe's. He shouldn't have. And also this uh, makes me think about the whole check-in shit, right? Like in hip hop, since the 90s, there's been this thing where if you go to a city you're not familiar with, you're behooving to uh, locate the individuals in that city you're familiar with. The individuals in that city that got connections to the street, uh, connections to, uh, to the streets, you let them know, hey, I'm here. I'm in town. You see what I'm saying? This ain't no punk shit. Now, a lot of the young rappers... A lot of the young entertainers view this as a negative thing. I ain't checking in with nobody. I ain't telling nobody I'm here. Family, this is a bad move. Checking in ain't no sucker shit. Checking in is actually letting the people you know, hey, letting the people you know in the city, hey, I'm here. Look out for your boy. Tell me, and this don't, this ain't no, this don't be on no street shit all the time. This can be, hey, let me know the hot spots to go to. Let me know the cool restaurants. What's popping tonight? It's just getting, it's just getting the line on the temperament of the environment that you're entering, right? A lot of young dudes now don't feel the need to check in. In my opinion, this is part of the reason why we're seeing this rash of murders of young hip hop artists because of their ego, because their bravado. PNB Rock, or uh, PNB Rock, RIP to, uh, to the young brother. He's been robbed before in L.A. He's been robbed before in L.A. He got a brother that's been killed based on street violence, right? So it's unfortunate, but the reality is you got to move like you in the military damn near. You can't really take no, no moments, no seconds off because anything can fucking happen. You see what I'm saying? I don't understand why a young man with $100,000 worth of jewelry on him, a $100,000 car, he had like a Benz truck. Why don't you have security, fam? You have to have security. I know people be feeling like they just regular humans. I can just go get something to eat. I can just step out real quick. Nobody going to see me. Not in the hoods in America, family, especially L.A. Once you land in L.A., if you a rapper, entertainer, once you land in L.A., everybody know you there, family. Because they mentioned how the girl added their location in a picture she took. Granted. You shouldn't do that just in general, like social media rules. If you're going on vacation, if you're going somewhere, you shouldn't necessarily tell people how you moving because anything can happen. I'm sure this girl wasn't thinking about that. You see what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm sure this girl wasn't game tight enough to know, okay, I can't share our location. Niggas can be coming for him. Nobody's thinking like that, fam. You see what I'm saying? Nobody's thinking like that, but this brother got caught slipping and here we go again. Another young man killed from senseless gun violence, right? And then when we look at it, I'm getting to the point now where I'm completely tired of this shit. Family, look, uh, 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 robbing niggas, taking shit from people. This is like treacherous behavior. This is hater shit. Family, it's get a career your own, whether this be a job, whether it be a positive business atmosphere. Taking niggas, this, this is scandalous behavior to take shit from somebody who's worked hard to gain what they got. You see what I'm saying? The bottom line is that's how I see it, family. You work hard to, to gain to get a car, to get jewelry. Who knows what you had to get these trinkets, right? 
Nobody should be able to come up to you and take your shit. Now, granted, somebody come up to you with a gun, all young people out there, somebody approach you with a gun to take your shit, give it to them. If you walking around with a hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry on, you should have insurance for this shit too. That goes without saying. There should be insurance there too. So give it to him. But in this situation, from all the news reports, it states that he tried to give his jewelry. They say maybe he gave one piece of the jewelry. He was uh, possibly moving too slow on the second piece. They end up shooting him a couple times. The brother died. Right. This is specifically some black American shit. You don't experience these type of interactions in any other community. This is strictly based on being black in America. So, yes, young men in our country need to be aware the downtrodden, um, financially disabled environments in this country created by the government. Because let's keep it real. When we look at the area in which this uh, Roscoe's is located, this is a black area in South Central. A part of that area was created when they put the freeway. Peep this game real quick, family. A lot of the ghettos in America, when these ghettos were thriving, um, thriving businesses, shit going the way we wanted, a way to thwart the progress in that area is by putting a freeway smack dab in the area. Now you effectively circumvent all the businesses, all the positive interaction that was going on has to be broken up because of this big freeway that was put there. The area in which this happened is one of those same areas, right? So I don't want to hear nobody outside of our community speaking to us about what we need to do to stop violence, what we need to do to stop the gang at uh, the gang activity. This is bullshit. You guys created the, the white supremacists, the government in this country created ghettos they created these environments that are now on autopilot now we're in these environments festering they're on autopilot that's a systematic issue right so that's that's one part now if we just talking to brothers and sisters right we're just talking to black people in america look man of course economics is a real thing like if you grew up in any hood in this country you understand how the resources aren't plentiful as far as the stores you can shop at the different things you can do in the community. We know that that's kind of, um, it, 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 it's put in a negative light based on the lack of resources, but this is a systematic play, family. This ain't some shit that just happened by happenstance. So when I see shit happen in urban communities like this, this is based on the government's doing. This is based on the government creating these environments. Now they're on autopilot, right? So if you're outside of our community, if you're a political pundit, if you're on CNN, I don't want to hear nobody talking about what we should and shouldn't do when this country created these environments, right? But for young black men, you got to get a job, man. You got to get a job. Like, I understand different hustles black men can do to get money. You selling dope. You're doing different shit in the street. You shouldn't be. But I understand economics is the thing. Like, your family don't have money. Your family didn't have resources. I get it. You feel me? I get it. But at the end of the day... At the end of the day, to what's end is it? Like we, this is why I always say having a code of conduct, being a black man or woman in America with a code of conduct, this is the best way to approach everyday life. You see what I'm saying? Because I don't wish harm or violence upon no group of people, right? But ain't it funny that these niggas ain't in Brentwood robbing nobody, right? They not in 
uh, uh, Beverly Hills robbing nobody. They go right to the hood and do these type of atrocities to people who look just like them. I'm not saying we should be violent to anybody, but how about we start being on code? Like, what are you hurting your brother for? This is a 30-year-old man worked hard to get everything he got, three kids. You took him from his kids for what? To my understanding, they got some of the jewelry, but not all of it. If anybody know how pawn shops work, if this shit is real, you ain't finna get too much for it. You ain't gonna get what he paid for it, that's for sure. So what are we talking about? We're talking about young men in financial destitute. They have no way to get money. They have no skills, so they turn to shit like this. This is a this this negatively affects all of us, whether these young brothers know it or not, right? Like the police is gonna do what they're gonna do. They probably gonna find them, but fuck that. In general, this affects all of us. We we are our own worst enemy at times, family. I get on my show and I talk about white supremacy. I talk about racism, all these different tenements that affect us. But this is black on black shit. Not like political pundits use it, but family. We got to realize how detrimental this is, man. Yes, being black, you need to realize there's a different set of rules you have to approach being successful in this um, in, uh, in this country, especially when you're in urban environments. This is true. You have to move differently. You got to get security. You got to not post where you're going to be on Instagram in fear of some shit popping off. You got to do this, but it shouldn't be that way. See, we need, to, we need to have two conversations. We normalize all of the trauma. And I keep saying this, but this is real shit, family. All of the trauma we deal with in this country, we continue to normalize it, family. Just because you got on, I don't care if somebody got on every dollar they've worked for, you can see it on their body. Harm shouldn't come their way. But because this country created ghettos in America, because this country created an underbelly. If you look at the Roscoe's, if you look at the Roscoe's where he is, if you look at the Roscoe's where he was at, visually, right? I've been around that area. Horrible environment. Drug infested environment. You make it right this way, it's a holstro. You make it right this way, nigga selling dope on a track. So as a black man, young black man who's successful, Young black men who successful, young black men then found a way to get some money. You have to be aware of where you are, family. And this young man, I'm going to reiterate this, this young man been robbed before in L.A. This young man got a brother, like a lot of us, who had to deal with violence. Like his brother got killed in the streets and shit. You see what I'm saying? So you got to be aware. Unfortunately, you got to be aware of your surroundings, family. And it's fucked up because... This type of thing keeps happening. In my opinion, family, I don't think the powers that be are really interested in making sure shit like this don't happen no more. You know what I mean? They don't really give a fuck when it's black on black incidents. You know what I mean? So we need to continue to look at these type of things, family. And all these black men out here, like we need to, I'm starting to see that niggas be scared, family. You in the heart of the hood robbing somebody black. All these influential white, all these influential white neighborhoods in LA, ain't nobody going there. Ain't nobody fucking with nobody white. The, the systematic white supremacist system that we live in now is on autopilot and this shit is working, family. It's working. It got us attacking each other 
right? They got us attacking each other, but we scared to death of white folks, right? Again, I'm not promoting violence or any type of negative activity towards anybody in our country, right? But black men, you got to be on cold, man. I'm not telling you what to do or what not to do, but you got to be on cold. You spending your time robbing somebody that looks like you. This man, PNB Rock, I'm talking about the PNB Rock killing yesterday in LA. This man got kids. This man got a family. And what's going to happen? We're going to do the RIP shit, right? We're going to do the RIP shit. We're going to put the uh, we're going to put it on shirts. We're going to spread it on the internet as much as we can and then it's going to die down and that shit is eventually going to happen again. Right? So we need to figure out a way to get to the downtrodden environments in America that are festering at this point. We got to figure out a way to get to these young men because the government's not going to stop it. The government, it, 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 in my opinion, family, is not going to put nothing in place that makes sure if you put the proper resources in these community, community centers, jobs, like uh, 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 nice streets, nice establishments. If you put this type of infrastructure in the ghettos in America, things will eventually change. The powers that be don't want that to happen, family. So we got to continually see young black men hurt each other based on the lack of finances. Sometimes we see uh, tribal differences. Where you from a different hood, I'm from a different hood. We got a problem. We've been killing each other. We see each other somewhere else. Now it's on. That's somewhat of a different conversation. This conversation is strictly based on finances, strictly based on resources. You robbing somebody because of what they got. Family, the individuals who did this, I bet you for sure, like within the next few days, they're going to get caught because today in America, being a criminal is some shit you really got to plot and plan to be successful at. There are cameras, newsflash. There are cameras on every corner in America, damn near, especially the urban communities. There's cameras everywhere. There's cameras everywhere. So you do some shit like this to this man in broad daylight. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? You see what I'm saying? But let a white police officer come kill a nigga in the street. Let a white police officer do some egregious behavior in one of our neighborhoods do niggas go looking for him not at all see we have what i call excuse me family we have what i call a warrior class in black society let me explain to you what the warrior class is we have a lot of individuals who based on tribal differences based on the environment they grew up in excuse me they've become hardened to violence they become hardened to operate in a particular way outside of the law. Now, when we look at black society in whole, like looking at us as our own people with finances, resources, a militia, everything, we can use these kind of individuals. Individuals who don't mind being violent, who don't mind putting their neck on the line physically to make sure everybody's safe, right? To make sure their family's safe, they safe, they're doing it in an incorrect way now, but these individuals can be used in or for our retribution. This is how I see it. I look at us like one big group of people. You see what I'm saying? Like the white supremacists do. You see what I'm saying? So if these individuals at any point said, you know what? My gun, uh, 
my negative feelings I have towards things, I'm not going to aim none of this shit at nobody that looked like me. Family, mark my words, that's when the world will change forever. When we start looking at each other like, nah, you my brother, I'm not going to harm you. If we have a disagreement, it's going to be a conversation. It's going to be a fight even, but it's going to be some in-house shit that nobody know nothing about. Right now, we don't have that. It's a free-for-all. You see what I'm saying? And it's getting worse. Gangs in America used to have some kind of protocol. We're not going to hit kids. We're not going to hit women. We're going to be tactful and use some form of integrity. That's out the window. See? That's out the window. So, yes, if you white, if you're a political pundit, if you're a politician, somebody outside of my community, don't come in here talking about we need to stop killing each other. When you set the ground rules already, America can't tell nobody stop using a gun when that's how y'all done everything. All the land y'all stolen, all the shit you guys have commandeered over the years, it's been with gun violence. It's, it's been through force. You see what I'm saying? So America needs to take a look at itself and say, okay, we've been operating. It's, we've been operating a particular way in. Now the chickens are coming home to roost proverbially. You see what I'm saying? Because we got all of our citizens acting the same way we've been acting. When we get tired of a country, when we get tired of an individual of a country, we villainize his ass, right? We villainize him, make him the enemy, make America, make the citizens of America look at this person as an enemy. Now we go attack him. And I always say this, we don't attack him with conversation. Let's keep it real. We don't go to Ukraine or any any of these other countries, we don't go to have a conversation. We don't go to have a conversation. We go with guns drawn, like get that shit up or else. So when you look at your citizens who are using gun violence to tell their story, using gun violence to circumvent for the fact they don't have finances, they don't have what they need on a day-to-day -day basis, how dare you try to discipline our community? If you're not going to bring resources to the black community, black businesses, you see what I'm saying? If you're not going to change the prison industrial complex and put it in a manner where it's actually re it's actually rehabilitating people. You see, I'm going to do a story in a minute about this brother. You see, what's this brother name? Hold on one second. Ezekiel Kelly, a, a, a brother who done a whole bunch of shooting here. I'm going to talk about him in a minute, but it's important that we realize, family, this country ain't putting shit in place for us to help each other, like for us to be in a position where we have useful things in our environment. We see how all the ghettos look in America, family. They've been looking this way. This is uh, by design. All of it's by design. So removing the government as far as what they can do for us, it's about time black people start to police each other. And I always tell people this, if we're looking at the criminal in America, right? The young dude who got a gun since he was 12, 13, willing to kill anybody and shoot some shit up. Because when I was looking at the uh, Ezekiel Kelly story, which I'm going to get at in a minute, this young brother is just shooting people, talking about this how you shoot shit up, using all these using all these, these metaphors that we use in the black community when it comes to hurting somebody. And I'm like, damn, we, we on some senseless shit at this point. You know what I mean? But 
back to the point. RIP to the young brother, PB Rock. We continually see young black men kill each other in these environments, right? This is why my show is so important to me, family. Do you know how many black people I have around me, like throughout my family and my life, who've had to go to prison, who are in jail now? You see what I'm saying? Almost to the point where it's commonplace. It's commonplace. You hear about somebody in your family getting locked up. You hear about somebody in your family doing some shit that's scandalous. For a second, you may be appalled, but it's, but it's became so normal. You see what I'm saying? And this is unfortunate, man. And we need to, the, the people outside of our community ain't going to do too much of shit to help out. Fine. We need to start when these kids are young. I promise you, when we look at four or five-year-old kids, they're not thinking about shooting shit up. They're not thinking about packing a gun for their safety. They still got dreams. They still got things they want to do. They still got fantasies about how they're going to live their life. That purity that comes with being young in America, we need to find a way to preserve that. You feel me? Because, the uh, look, the government, the powers that be, ain't finna come in and help us. R.I.P. to the young brother P&B Rock. They're going to arrest the individuals who did this, but they're not going to look at the root of the problem. They're not going to look at, okay, at this point, all... Every city in America has a Martin Luther King Boulevard, right? Every city in America has a pervasive ghetto type environment that's festering on each other. Young Dolph, right? Young Dolph was in his neighborhood, but his neighborhood is poverty infested. No resources. So what happens, and I'll end this one before I go to my next story. So what happens, unfortunately, you pull up in the hood in a $100,000 car, $100,000 worth of jewelry, you just made yourself a stake. You are in an environment where nobody got money. The house is in the environment. The house is in the environment ain't worth the amount of jewelry in the car you got in. If you add up the amount of your jewelry, because he had a $100,000 of jewelry on. His car, a uh, 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 Ben's wagon, I think it was, $80,000. Most of the houses in that area aren't worth that amount of money. Think about that, family. Think about that. So, yes, I don't like us treating each other this way. This is specifically a black American thing. Don't get it fucked up. But you got to be smart. You got to be smart. You black in America, you young, a whole bunch of money. I'm sorry, fam. But unfortunately, I'm sorry, fam. But unfortunately, you got to move like you in the military. You got to get security. You got to have a gun on you damn near. I'm not one for having the weapon on you because in my opinion, if I got to bring a gun inside of set inside of said venue, I shouldn't be going. Right. I was just talking to my son about this. If I have to bring a gun inside of the restaurant, I shouldn't be in the restaurant. Right. Bring security who can blow somebody fucking head off and ain't, and, and, and ain't nobody going to jail for it. You see what I'm saying? So there's a way to do it. But at some point, we got to stop, man, right? I get on here, look, the point of my platform is based on me having kids so early, based on me understanding the need for Black men basically to know your history, right? Know what's been done to you by this system so you can maneuver around it. But we 
makes shit so much worse, family, when we continually hurt each other, right? And it's unfortunate, but in my opinion, being a rapper in America, in the United States of America, being a rapper, one of the most dangerous professions, and this is unfortunate, one of the most dangerous professions. Do me a favor. Look up how many rappers were killed in 2021. It's going to fuck your mind up. It's going to fuck your mind up. Now, of course, because I'm a little older, I still love hip-hop, but some of these dudes I'm unaware of. I'm not aware of, I mean. Like, I don't know their music, not, not too familiar with their movement, but they dying. Some with drugs, but a lot by the hands of a gun, right? So we need to fix this shit together, though. Like, remove the system for a second, because they not, newsflash family, they not coming to help our ass. They Think about this, and this is some real shit. If 16-year-old white boys was dying by the bushels, dying 10, 20, every four, five, six months, it would be so much legislation in this country demeaning that type of activity. They would have town, they would have town hall meetings. The, 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 this world would damn near shut down until they figured out a way to solve this problem. We not white, family. Newsflash. We not white. So some of this shit going to have to be circumvented. We're going to have to fix it and get solutions or be solution-based based on us. Nobody's coming to help us. You feel me? So this is unfortunate. I hope they catch who did this to the brother. Because, again, robbing a nigga for his jury, that's sucker shit. That's not a hustler. That's a scammer family. That's a thief and a scammer. Ain't nothing cool about that shit. You see what I'm saying? Some of these young niggas need to <laughs> some of these young niggas need to buckle down and get a job. You see what I'm saying? Because now people don't realize this. You shoot somebody and kill them, there's a lot of moving pieces in this scenario. Right? You shoot somebody and kill them, whether you get away or not, that's on your brain, on your psyche, a part of your spirit for the rest of your life. Good luck. Ain't no normal person killing a nigga and then going eat breakfast. It just don't work that way. If you can do it that simple, something wrong with your mental and you need to get some goddamn help. But most of these young dudes are regular people who find themselves in these situations. So they end up killing somebody, shooting somebody, and they got to live with this shit for the rest of their life. And sometimes you got to pay with your life. So you in jail for life. So you in jail for life. The nigga you killed is no longer here. That's two lives lost. You feel me? So RIP to the brother PNB Rock, man. This is tragic. We need to keep talking about it. Black folks, come on, man. Now, next story I want to talk about. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of a white supremacist group. This is what I'm going to call them. A white supremacist group called the Oath Keepers, who was pretty much responsible for the bullshit we seen January 6th. Last year, January 6th, that happened at the Capitol, right? So when I come on here and talk about racism, come on here and talk about all the different tentaments of the, the system. We always talk about this big bag system, right? White supremacy, racism. A lot of pe people be hitting me in my DM like, what you talking about, Harrison? Who, who in particular, right? Well, when we look at the Oath Keepers, who say they're like a paramilitary organization whose 
goal is to thwart the government, right? So their their whole thing is to make sure the government doesn't take their guns, make sure the government acts in a particular way. But the underlining thing that nobody ever says about all these military groups or all these white supremacist groups, what I'm gonna call them, the underlining shit nobody ever say about them is race is a factor too. Because yeah, they want to keep their guns because they scared Joe Black ass is going revolt one day, right? Do y'all know that? Do y'all know that one of the biggest fears of a racist white person, right? Let's get into it. One of the biggest fears of a racist white person is that one day you're going to get complete freedom. And when you get that complete freedom, you're going to come attacking their ass. You're going to come after their ass. Now, we know being African people, we just want to be left to fuck alone. Like, I don't know anybody who owns some once I get reparations or once I get enough money, I'm going to plot on white society and get the fuck people up. That's not a reality. That's their fear based on the shit that they've done. But why I'm bringing this up is the Oath Keepers uh, document has been leaked that basically said the Oath Keepers, a white supremacist organization, has several members throughout the country who are in politics, who are uh, public figures, police officers, right? So again, I'm bringing this story up because the Oath Keepers, a, a white supremacist, a white supremacist organization here in the United States, a data breach took place uh, a little while ago that basically stated these individuals have members in every part of American society. Now, ain't that white supremacy? Every part of American society. I've been telling y'all when we see a a situation like Tamir Rice getting killed by the cops, right? All the time, we always think, or a lot of us who not woke, think this is a one-off. This is just the end of. This is just a situation of, based on a individual opposed to a group phenomenon, right? I'm reading you this story because the Oath Keepers is letting you know, family. They re they've been heavenly recruiting people. Specifically, people who got a military background, people who knows how people who know uh, knows how to use a weapon. You see what I'm saying? They they made it known they're recruiting these type of individuals. So who do you think are these police officers killing our brothers? Who do you think they are? Back in 2012, the Fed the uh, 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 the Feds came out and said that white supremacist organizations have been uh, infiltrating uh, 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 police. Forces have been infiltrating all of the predominant structures in America, police force, politics, all of these things. Right. They told us eight, nine, ten years ago. I think all of this is happening now, family, when we see in New York, in all of these different places where there's like a militarized police force who show up to do damage, who show up to keep black folks in their place. But it's all it's like a racist undertone that all of them got. Family, there's no mistake. There's no mistake. Oath Keepers and other organizations like them have been around forever. Now, uh, one of the articles I read was talking about a situation where uh, Clive and Bundy, I'm not sure if you guys are aware who Clive and Bundy is, like in 2014, he's, he's loosely connected to the Oath Keepers. In 2014, he has a ranch, right? Where on his ranch, he was doing all this foul shit, not paying his taxes, disobeying the law, basically. He had a goddamn standoff with the federal government, a standoff with the federal government. Imagine this, family. Imagine if a black organization 
tried to do this same type of shit. Cliven Bundy in 2014 had a standoff with government officials. He had a standoff with the feds. He had a standoff with police force. They didn't enter on his property, though. He had his guns ready, all his people ready, said, y'all not coming in here. And you know what, family? They didn't go in there. So the undertone, when we look at the Oath Keepers, when we look at all of these white supremacist, uh, white supremacist organizations that are allowed, keyword, allowed to permeate throughout society, we got to understand that this is all linked to the racist behavior of this country, family. If we had a black organization, just imagine this. We, and we've spoke about this before. Think about if a black organization would have rushed the Capitol on January 6th. Keep it real. How many niggas would have been dead? Keep it real. How many of us would have been shot? Right? Because the Clive and Bundy standoff, I was just reading an article where he's not going to jail for that. There's no jail time. Like he had a trial and the judge said, no, he ain't getting no jail time. He made it okay. Whatever the fuck. You see what I'm saying? So there's a there, there's a large difference between being white in this country and being black in this country. And these stories, I bring these stories up because I get too many black folks in my DMs constantly telling me, Harrison, it's not about race. It's about class. It's about good and evil. Stop. The bullshit, family. I know you're scared. This is what we're dealing with. This is the reality of life in America being black. A lot of black folks is just scared. They don't want to say it, though. You see? They want to hide behind their patriotism. They want to hide behind the fact that they pay taxes. Hide behind the fact they got a good job. That they're an upstanding citizen. Fuck all that. Racism in America is, to me, the primary issue that we have to deal with being black in this country. The primary issue, the primary issue. We see all the time, think about this. Think about the black organizations from the 60s and the 70s. Where are they, right? Black Panthers, uh, different coalitions that were created. I did a story about a year ago. I think this was, this was in Chicago. There was a black organization who was fighting the government just for our freedom, just trying their best to thwart the shit the government was saying and hold their ground. They had a house. I think it was in Chicago. The house was bombed. They bombed the house, damn near killed everybody in it, right? Tulsa, Oklahoma, same shit. The government bombed this area, family, right? So this is, this is proof. This is telling us that the reason why we get treated the way we get treated, the reason why shit happens to us and we can't do shit about it, we feel like we can't move around, it's being black in America, family. So what the fuck are we going to do about it? That's the question. Not on no military create some violence type shit, but really on some unification. All of this, all these news stories, family, all of these incidents should tell black folks it's time for us to unify in a particular way. We have to figure out what it is. Now, I always say some black folks don't do what I'm doing. You don't get online and talk. You're going to use your voice to speak truth to power. Do that. If you got a job that you're good at, if you do art, if you run a business, like whatever the fuck you do, use your gift to support your people. Use your gift to uh, focus on the injustices that happened to us until all of us as a group Look at this shit and say, okay, this has to stop. 
I don't think any of it's going nowhere, family. Because as we can see with the PNB Rock situation, like the niggadom, <laughs> the look how how black folks act, that shit's on autopilot at this point, and nobody's coming to help. And the Oath Keepers, because this leak that the Oath Keepers, a white supremacist, a white supremacist organization that was pretty much responsible for the shit that happened January 6th at the Capitol. They're they're getting um, indicted right now. It's some soft shoe shit. I'm not sure any of them actually going to go to jail, but they are being indicted. The government's looking into them. Hell yeah. Now we could do a Ken. Now we could do a Ken. We could set something up, bro. Hell yeah. You got a, you got a story to tell, bro. Hell yeah. We could set something up. We're going to do this. I'm a, I'm going to hit you, bro. I'm a, uh, I'm going to hit you in a few hours and we had set some up. But, yeah, Ken, you, yeah. Hell, yeah, man. I admire everything that you was able to do in my city, bro. Everything that you're doing right now. So, hell, yeah. You know what I mean? So, once again, Oath Keepers, a white supremacist organization in the United States, is being hit with soft shoe charges. Like, we're going to indict this guy. We're going to indict this guy. Dude, if there was a black organization that, ran to the Capitol with no guns. Most of them would have got shot. Do we understand this? Most of them would have been hurt. Most of them would have been harmed in some way, right? So I don't need y'all to walk around the city you live in wearing racism on your shoulder, thinking everything you see is about racism, screaming on white folks, being off code. That's not what we need, but you gotta be aware family. If you got kids in this country, you got to teach them about the country that we live in. This ain't preaching hate. People tell me, shit, you talking to your son about this, talking to your son about that. You preaching hate, Harrison. You preaching division. Nah, this country set this. What we looking at, this shit been set in motion years ago, family. Years ago. But what we can't do, what we can't do, though, like this whole forgiving attitude. Like, allow someone to harm me, and I forgive them. Allow someone to harm me, and I turn the other cheek. Family, I'm not speaking to any type of violent interactions that need to happen, but tucking your tail ain't got us nowhere. Think about it. Martin, right? Martin Luther King. I used to be hell on this brother. His uh, nonviolent approach, his appeared passivity i was like i ain't fucking with that right now come to find out just so y'all know martin luther king stockpiled guns martin luther king was about that work right now later he realized okay maybe i shouldn't have done this non-violent shit right because we got to think about it martin non-violent this was his approach hit me with a rock god damn it i keep walking right this was his this was his approach. I'm not hurting nobody. Nonviolent, nonviolent, nonviolent. He ended up dead. Boom. Martin with this. Uh, um, um, I'm sorry. Malcolm X completely with the shit, completely against the system. Was at odds with Martin Luther King for a while. Right. Completely against all that bullshit. He was more radical, as they say. Right. He still ended up. He still ended up dead. So tell me the difference. If I don't fight. But I'm revolutionary. They're going to find a way to stop me and kill me. Right. If I do fight. Revolutionary moving some shit around, they're going to kill me. So you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. 
You see what I'm saying? I'm always telling black folks, don't be scared to say racism is a goddamn problem. <laughs> don't be scared, right? You can pick how you would like to address it, but to put your face in the sand and act like it's not happening, that's cowardice, family, just so you know. That's actually cowardice. You should now, I know a lot of y'all got jobs. You in corporate America, got a lot of coworkers who non-black. Be on code. You don't got to be like me. You ain't got to scream hella loud, put your fists up, talk about some black shit. You ain't got to approach it that way. But to act like it's not happening, to be in the presence of somebody white and allow them to continually, continually speak misnomers or things about your community you know that's not true, you got to find a way to address it. You black before everything else. See? Yeah, Ken, you're right, bro. When when the slaves were freed, that none of that was a part of the plan. They didn't <laughs> they didn't think it through. We're gonna get all these slaves from Africa, the Caribbean, all these black countries, bring them here, work. Nobody thought it, nobody thought it through. Nobody thought one day we're gonna let these niggas go. So to me, from everything I've read and what I believe, since we've been released in the 1800s, kinda because Jim Crow and all that shit came after that. The biggest goal for this country has been like, damn, we got all these niggas in this country. How do we get rid of them? How do we get rid of them? Okay, we're going to create a police force to get their ass out of here. We're going to create a Planned Parenthood, i.e. Margaret Sanger, to get their ass out of here, right? They gonna, they've been creating all these different manipulative type structures to reduce our population. Fam, we've been, what are we, 14% of the population, 12% of the population? Really? All this time, still 12%? I don't believe that. I believe it's higher than that, right? But this country has a Negro problem. Real shit. Even in 2022, this country has a Negro problem that they can't seem to get a handle on, right? And it's like a love-hate relationship because they love to see us dunk a ball but hate to see us walking down the street. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> They love LeBron with his uniform on, right? <laughs> they love LeBron with his uniform on. But let this nigga come to their door. Big six eight black man with a hood on. You're going to be Trayvon Martin in. Now it's time to get your ass. You see what I'm saying? So that's the dichotomy that we have to deal with in this country. family. The love-hate relationship with white society, where, where they love to have us on display, love to have us display our talent, sing nigga, dance nigga, now go back to picking that cotton. You see what I'm saying? So Oath Keepers and organizations like that have been thriving in this country since the 1800s, just like the Ku Klux Klan. The Oath Keepers that I'm talking about, a white supremacist organization that was just released, that they've been recruiting politicians, policemen, police chiefs, all these type of individuals are in their organization. Now, when the news reached out to a lot of these individuals, like, hey, I see your name on the list. What's up? They were like, oh, I've backed away from that organization. I'm not a part of it anymore. I didn't know they were that extreme. Bullshit. Bullshit. They knew just how extreme they were because after January 6th, hear me when I say this, after the situation on January 6th where they rushed the Capitol, their membership blossomed after that. People were contacting them, seeing how they could become members, right? So that's all indicative of the country that we live in in the relationship between shit, white supremacy and black Americans. You feel me? So last story be uh, before I get out of here, 
I'm sure you guys are aware. Let me see here. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. So Memphis, Tennessee, there was a 19-year-old brother named Ezekiel Kelly, which this this whole situation was kind of weird to me, right? So we have a 19-year-old brother named Ezekiel Kelly who basically went around Memphis and surrounding areas killing people. So let me read a little bit of this to you guys. So 19-year-old man uh, named Ezekiel Kelly has been arrested by police and accused of killing at least four people during a shooting spree in Memphis, in Memphis, Tennessee, while broadcasting live on Facebook. Now, multiple video snippets of Kelly allege, allegedly driving around during his spree have been circulating on social media. So on social media, he was kind of documenting his killings, right? And this is unfortunate. Like, I don't want to see any um, innocent people dying is never okay at the hands of anybody. Like, I'm not going to support that at all, right? So this young brother, 19-year-old Ezekiel Kelly, driving around Memphis, ended up in, like, Arkansas or some shit like that. He killing people, driving around, shooting people, right? End up killing four people altogether. Now, when I listened to, um, because at first I was thinking, damn, is this racially motivated? Like, this brother hate white folks and was just trying to get it in? You know what I mean? Which I don't support, but, you know. You see what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, is this some racist shit? But his verbiage, because from what I understand, the video he was on, the video, the Facebook Live, he's like foaming at the mouth. When I read some of the verbiage he was using while doing this, it's kind of incoherent. He kind of talking about, I'm out here killing shit. Y'all, this is real. I'm out here killing shit. He talking like young niggas talk. You know what I mean? So none of that told me it was like a race, like a racist situation we haven't heard any of that yet but what's funny though because i'm reading all these articles about this young man again ezekiel kelly is the young man in memphis who between like 4 30 p.m time to like uh the next morning he drove around the city uh uh, uh different suburbs of the city killing people a couple of the incidents he he recorded on facebook live so by hearing everything about the story, everything that he said, it seems like the brother could have been mentally ill. You see what I'm saying? But what I was going to say, I'm reading all these news stories. And the news stories are mentioning how he just got out of the pen, basically insinuating he shouldn't have got out damn near. You know what I mean? He just got out of the pen. He'd been doing time for aggravated assault, attempted murder, all these different things, right? That's, that's, it's, it's weird. They, because I read about four different articles all of them kind of use um, that ideology that, hey, he just got out of jail. This is a crazy man on the loose, damn near. But we need to lock him up because he in jail already. You know what I mean? The funny thing is, being black in America, when we see a lot of white individuals, same type of incident, they always humanize the white dude. Oh, he had mental illness issues. Oh, he was bullied. Oh, he was a loner. They 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 already set the narrative up for this kid shouldn't get a lot of time. He's an innocent white boy. Protect him. You see what I'm saying? Now we go to this young black man. Same type of shit. Now, he shouldn't be shooting anybody. Like, I'm going to agree with that. But the first thing they do is criminalize him. Just got out of jail five months ago. Uh, attempted murder. Aggravated assault. I'm like, okay. Okay, y'all setting it up so this young man can get 25 to life, which you go around shooting innocent people, you should be punished. But it's funny 
how the details get muddied when it's somebody else. Kyle Rittenhouse, in my opinion, it wasn't this exactly. I'm going to say it. It wasn't this exactly, but very fucking similar. You got a gun running around shooting innocent people. The same type of vitriol should be put at your doorstep. You see what I'm saying? Because this young dude probably going to end up getting 25 to life. And when we look at, this is what I will say about the fact that he just got out of jail, right? So when we look at the prison industrial complex here in our country, what's the point of it? Like we need to get to a point because we all understand now the privatized prisons, this industry is about money more than anything. The amount of money they get per prisoner, this is a money grab more than anything, right? But this country needs to cut the shit. You're not re uh, rehabilitating anybody. You're not. Because let's just look at this young brother. This young brother, let me take a look at the charges that he was charged with before he got out. Hold on one second. Because if we're going to say that he was a criminal, uh, 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 he had a list of criminal behavior, why in the fuck was he let out of jail? Why, if this incident happening, a prisoner who just got out five months ago, I personally think the institution that held him captive needs to take a partial accountability for what took place because you didn't help him, right? He's not remedy. When you let somebody out of prison, when you go to the parole board and the whole process, you're basically saying, I don't think they're going to be a threat to themselves or anybody else moving forward. So this just goes to show that the prison industrial complex, prisons in America, aren't really made to rehabilitate nobody, family. Aren't really made to rehabilitate nobody because this young man, let's if him going to jail, everything he just been through, he wasn't rehabilitated, obviously. See? So this is a... Fail. This is a failure on the system's uh, part. I know everybody going to look at this young man and say, hey, he was a criminal, young black man. I know how this country sees that. But in actuality, he just got out of a facility that should have helped, that let him out. That let him out. They heard him talk. They seen his activity in the prison and said, okay, you can go home. Bad move. Bad move. Now, what if the, 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 what if the, facility he was in was actually trying to help him actually giving him counseling actually putting him putting him in a position mentally where he can come out and be beneficial to all of us right this is white black whatever of course we know more of our brothers is in jail but just in general prison doesn't really rehabilitate anybody so why the fuck do we have them see yeah we got some criminals some crimes where individuals should be jailed or separated away from the rest of us until some things get corrected. Yeah, but we house more prisoners than anywhere in America. Or sorry, anywhere in uh, anywhere in the country. Like anywhere in um um anywhere on the globe. We house more prisoners than anywhere on the globe. Compared to any other country, we house way more prisoners. We need to as individual people in this country, we need to realize this is all about finances, family. This is all about finances, because if Ezekiel Kelly was this threat to society, he should have he should have never been released from prison. See, he should have never been uh, released per, um, uh, from prison. But R.I.P. to all of the individuals who lost their life or had family members who lost their life in this tragic incident that happened. Um, we have the brother Ezekiel Kelly pretty much driving around shooting people in memphis till uh, memphis tennessee 
But this is tragic. And like I said, the prison system failed them. And just like they do with the white suspects, he probably had mental health issues as well. Looking at what he was saying while he was shooting people, he was a little incoherent. To my knowledge, the video that he was showing, he had he was foaming at the mouth. You know what I mean? He was saying shit like, check this shit out. Uh, I pull up and do shit like this. What these niggas going to say? No faking, no faking. You hurt me. This shit is realist. You know what I mean? It's like some hood shit he talking while killing people. I don't know if he just finished playing Call of Duty or whatever the fuck it is. You know what I mean? But this is tragic. And, 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 and by looking at everything, by all accounts, this is the individual that was struggling with mental illness. So I wonder how this country is going to play it now. Are they going to lean into his mental illness and kind of lean in the fact that we need to be more cognizant of uh, 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 who we help that have mental illness and all this shit? Or are they just going to give him the whole nigga treatment and say, boom, you're black, you committed a crime, do 25 years in jail. You know what I mean? So interesting shit, man. I, I appreciate everybody who's been subscribing to the YouTube page lately. That's the Melanated Convo is the YouTube page. Don't forget, family, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Become a member of the family. family. Uh, 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 become a, mem a member of the family. The Melanated Convo podcast is what you're watching right now. But if you go to the Melanated Convo on YouTube, you're going to find these videos. You're going to find videos about history. All of that information is on the YouTube page, family. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Melanated Convo 100. Melanated Convo 100 is the Instagram page for this platform. Right. My personal Instagram page, uh, Southpaw underscore 100 has been compromised like a week and well, like two and a half weeks ago. Now, I've been reaching out to Instagram to get my shit back. Somebody hacked my account, took it from me. They ain't been using it or nothing. They've been reaching out to people, asking them questions about did you apply for some government grant some bullshit so if you get a message from my personal instagram account don't respond that's someone who hacked my shit i'm in the process of getting it back now this is your brother harrison man the melanated combo let's continue family to have deep and in and intricate conversations about all the shit that happens to us in black society by the hands of the system and by the hands of individuals who look just like us see so everybody needs to be held accountable but when it comes to black american men doing certain shit we always gotta like keep it contextual and say hey look yes this person's wrong but look at the environment they come through or look at the environment they come from people don't like that i mention things in this way but this is a reality family the 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 pmb rock incident uh, the Ezekiel Kelly incident to a degree, all of these are byproducts of the systematic indifferences that we've had to face for years upon years upon years. Now the shit's on autopilot. So when you see a black man kill a black man in a neighborhood, you looking at two black men, you thinking, okay, this is y'all fault. When in actuality, all of this shit was constructed. The neighborhoods we live in, uh, 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 the fact that a lot of us don't have men in the house, right? This is a systematic endeavor. The prison, the, the prison system in the 60s, 70s, early 80s begin to attack our begin to attack our families. You see, the welfare system, which a lot of black women still use today, that's a racist system, family. Because to be on welfare, I'm not sure if they do it now, 
But to be on welfare, you couldn't have a man in the house. To be on welfare, they 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 positioned it as a woman-only circumstance. So a lot of women begin to say, fuck it. If I can't have this money with the man here, I'm going to make sure he gone. See? Keeping in mind that they would go inside of the projects, the, 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 the worker, the welfare worker, would come inside of your house to check for shaving cream, check for shoes under the bed, making sure no man was around, right? So I say all that to say this has been a carefully orchestrated shit show <laughs> that we still looking at today. Never forget that, family. Never, never start turning on each other. Never see all of the drama we go through in black society and just solely say, hey, Y'all need to stop hurting each other. Y'all need to pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Never get into none of that jargon, family. Never get into any of that shit. What you looking at today is the byproduct of centuries of disenfranchisement by this system. That's why I'm such a big proponent of reparations. That's why I bring my brother Chris Lodson on the show as much as I can to speak to the fact that we need reparations for all of the shit that we see in right now. You feel me? So this has been your brother, man. This is your brother, Harrison, the Melody to Combo podcast. I'm happy to be back. You feel me? Been dealing with all these damn back issues. Do any of y'all got back issues? Like I'm 40 and I got like this sciatic nerve in my back and they offer me different drugs and massages and shit. That shit don't work. That When my, <laughs> when my back go out, family, I can't move, family. I'm in the bed like damn near crawling around. You know what I mean? So I got to figure out a way to... to uh, get rid of that whether it be with massages whether it be with like acupuncture i'm gonna have to try something because i ain't been able to sit here like i'm doing now and make a video you know what i mean it's been like damn near 10 days since my last video i'm like all right i gotta figure out a way to get rid of this shit also if you haven't watched the last the last interview if you go to the melanated combo my brother coon the poet coon the poet who's a poet spoken word artist here in the sacramento area revolutionary brother great story go to the melanated combo on youtube to check that out Again, like, subscribe. The show is available on all of the streaming platforms as well. Um, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, 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 all of the different streaming platforms. Spotify, everywhere you can find podcasts, the audio version, you can find this show as well. This is your brother Harrison. Melanated Convo. Thank you all for tuning in to another show, y'all. I'm out.